Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I'm your host. It's another Wednesday, so it's what's on your mind. So Jason Bruno is with me. How you doing, buddy? I am. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, before we jump into introducing our guests and jumping into the topic, uh, let's just zip through this stuff real fast that everybody's going to skip through anyways, because I look at the analytics and like, <laughs> like 40% of the people skip through all this stuff anyway. So thanks. Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> like, share, follow, hit the subscribe button. So, you know, when the episodes drop, we appreciate, um, everybody listening numbers have been, uh, really up, um, these past couple of weeks, which has been really nice. Um, uh, if you're going to MTE, it's getting super close. Um, if you haven't already bought your tickets, you go to mobiletechexpo.com, uh, use the code DSP15, that's uh, D for detail, S for solutions, P for podcast 15, you'll save 15% off of your uh, total purchase price. Um, also, uh, mobiletechexpo.com backslash golden mic, we are up for the, or will nominate us for the golden mic award. Um, and that is not just a whoever gets the most votes for it is whoever has the most, most impactful story. Yeah, for Sheldon. Yeah, for Sheldon to choose. So, you know, uh, let them know, you know, how we've impacted you guys and girls um, in your business and detailing, whatever. Um what else? Detail Solutions Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. Um, if you guys could join that. We've got a couple of really good questions on there that um, we're hoping to get some good answers. We're already starting to get some. So we're going to do an episode um, that was a um, topic that was pitched about um, accounting and insurance for detailing. So I've got an accountant that actually has a couple of detailers um, that he takes care of. So he's familiar with the business that he is uh, willing to come on and answer some questions best that he can. And same thing goes for um, insurance questions. We've got um, an insurance 
uh, salesman, adjuster. I don't know what insurance people are. Um, but anyways, he has his own firm. Insurers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has his own firm. He's out in Texas. So he um, will help us out the best that he can. That's why we're trying to ask questions. So if it's something that doesn't you know, pertain to the state of Texas, um, he can at least uh, look out and get some information. So on, on the uh, discussion group, that's where those questions are. If you guys have any questions, um, please go there, throw your questions down so we can start uh, lining this up. Um, uh, I think it's something to be pretty cool. I don't know if any other podcasts are doing it, but when my wife tells me it's a great idea, then I know <laughs> it's a really great idea. So thanks to Ian for that one. Um, I guess that's about it. So let's uh, go ahead and introduce our guest back again. Mr. John Purdue, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad. <laughs> Good deal. So, so John, um, I know when we did the last podcast, um, you and I, when Jason was sick, we, we did the, the codings one and then we were kind of started to jump into this one. And I said, let's, let's hold off and let's do it as a, as another episode. So, um, so for everybody, the topic tonight, um, is, does it really matter where your chemical companies get products from? Um, are you only using a brand because they claim to make their own products? So John, obviously having, um, some ties with a company that makes products and has some ideas where, where they get their products. I felt, you know, that was a good one to have him back in on, um, to kind of give us on that side. But that's my, my question. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fanboys out there that, you know, buy into this or that. And I'm not just talking coatings. I mean, we go into compounds, polishes, mm -hmm. soaps, whatever. Um, should it, I guess the question really should be, should it make a, a difference to you as, as a consumer, um, where companies are getting their, their products. Short from. answer. No. Yeah. But John will give us, John will give us the long answer. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, so I, I would agree. Definitely right off the bat. The short answer is no, but when you start stepping into different realms of the industry, different type of products and their usage, I think it does matter where they come from and the quality of those chemicals. Right. Um, you know, the problem is just like last time we talked about it, you know, the, these are kind of loaded questions and there's no wrong or rights. Um, I'm sure a lot of people that maybe listen to this, that know who I am would probably expect me to say, yes, it matters. The end of the day, you know, for what we do with Modessa, we take pride on the fact that we use, um, you know, the best chemicals we can find, uh, even into our serum dioxide, which is our glass compound sold with their glass coating. We use a very expensive, um, you know, raw material, natural raw material in it. And it's, it's expensive. It's, I think if I remember correctly, it costs more to produce that than the actual glass coating. Oh, wow. I think in that aspect, it's very important because in order for things to work, we know this in this industry, everything falls into your prep. So without proper prep, nothing works or does what it's supposed to. That was our resolution for that specific, um, Coatings, you know, I take pride on the fact that Modesto, we make our own stuff, which kind of answers one of your questions, but, you know, also there's nothing wrong with private labeling. There's nothing wrong with 
a big chemical manufacturer that produces products for five or six other companies, yeah. right? Um, I can use that in a sense to retaliate when people kind of throw heat at us, um, but it does have its benefits to it, right? When you look at companies, and I won't say them by name as always, but certain company and one specifically, they don't manufacture their product. Another company manufactures it. What it gives them the true ability to do is market their brand, right? right. They have a goal of becoming it. So it, it allows them, instead of putting all this money into research and development, into testing phases, um, dealing with major quality control issues before you launch it, they can just go to the chemical manufacturer and say, hey, bottle us up this and all right, we'll start working on the marketing and they can hit the ground running, right? Versus what we do, it it takes some time. You know, uh, Brian Guy, who you've had on here was the original distributor from Modessa. Um, he could tell you how hard it was to get traction on Modessa going from day one in like 2011, 2012 timeframe. Um, so I, I think it depends on the business. Um, you know, that company, what they're planning to do for consumers and detailers and business owners. That's the question that's loaded. It depends on what you value, what your ethics are and, um, what your end game is too. Um, you know, if, if you're doing a lot of maintenance washes and details, like an actual detail shop without, let's say correction and coating, do you need the highest quality chemicals to get the job done? Probably not. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> For the guys that charge a higher premium service, you know, they might feel that they need to use a higher quality chemical because at some point, yes, your skills and your labor back up your price, you know, that you charge for, mm -hmm. but also the quality of products you do too, right? You know, some of these customers do heavy due diligence. They ask questions, what's in the product, how it's made. Um, and usually I see in those cases that you need the higher quality, you know, more expensive products. I hate to say it that way, but, um, I think they all really do have a fit. So I would agree with both your opening statement is no, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Right. Um, do you, you think, know. do you think uh, maybe a savvy detailer or a smart detailer would take that product that he's using? And let's say maybe it's a little bougie, you know, it's on that higher end. Um, and if you really wanted to look into maybe the products that are in it or what it's made out of and find maybe somebody who's making it cheaper um, because maybe it's just a label, right? Like maybe there's really nothing cheap about the chemicals that in it that's in it. It's just this label is a little more high end, you know, versus the other label, you know I mean? Like denim, you know, for the most part, denim's denim, right? But why are, Yep. True, true religion jeans like 200 and something dollars and wranglers you can buy at walmart for 20 bucks or whatever you know i mean wranglers cost 20 dollars now well i, like I mean they, they I, used, I, I, I buy cheap target clothes man they, I, they I, used they used i'm using <laughs> it as a as a, i know they used to be like in the 20 dollar range i mean nothing's probably 20 dollars anymore but you know um yeah yeah again you know denim's kind of denim i know i know certain denims are a little bit softer and whatever and you could go for that but kind of the same thing like just because it's got a label on it you know by by a higher end detailing company versus label b that's is your car detailing website crashing and burning 
Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You're putting the pedal to the metal, but not seeing the leads you want? Bingo. Keep your detailing website out of the danger zone. Yes, sir. Detailers Roadmap is the premier web service for detailers. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? We build punchy marketing campaigns and cost-efficient websites for detailers designed to get you leads and generate traffic. Custom-built websites start at just $99 a month. I feel the need. And unlike other developers, we only work with one industry, yours. Stay out of the danger zone. And cruise on over to DetailersRoadmap.com and see how we can push your leads into overdrive. Talk to me, Goose. That's DetailersRoadmap.com. DetailersRoadmap.com. Well, so the, the funny part about that is, yeah, you know, somebody could look at the back of a bottle or quick detailer and see what's in it. The thing is, like, the chemical industry is so screwed up that you couldn't look at a bottle of anything. Like, you know, I'm sitting in a bu- in front of a bunch of coating bottles, like you guys yeah. can see on the videos. This literally gives you three. It, it's hard to see it. It's on the third paragraph. This coating literally has three components in it right there's realistically probably 10 to 15 in here right you don't have to list them all um you know coatings for instance anything that's you know most coatings importing them if they're manufactured overseas you have to fill out what's called a toxic substance control act form right it's a joke an absolute joke and how chemicals are regulated is absolutely pathetic so you couldn't read the back of anything that's in our industry. And, you know, unless you kind of know the backside of the industry, who makes it, how it's made and where it's made. Right. So you really couldn't do that. Um, yeah. You could go to uh, a blender and absolutely have something done. Um, I know a lot of people are starting to do that these days. Um, actually, a few guys I brought on, on board with Modesto last year mentioned you know, they got so sick of dealing with brands that they went to a blender and just had a, you know, a house brand made for them. So they could sell right. it to their clients, things like that. That's the beauty of it. They want to brand their business. It works great. Um, they could redo the bottles, you know, like a, one of the big blenders in the United States. Um, I've chatted with them in the past, just kind of understand their operation. I had a friend that worked there. You could do like if you wanted that bougie line, like if if you wanted something for either one of your lines and you were using something else and you're like, oh, this bottle just looks like, you know, a cheap generic bottle like this. Right. You could have them do a nice curb appeal. You know, they have different triggers, different bottles, different type of labels. You could do that if you wanted that. Um, do I think that's justified? Mm, I don't think it's necessary or justified because. I think the only way to charge for more on a more bougie product is if it actually is something different, right? Having the right. same product as somebody else just in a nicer bottle doesn't justify it, right? right. So, you um, know, sometimes I guess maybe detailers don't know either, right? I mean, like I, I recently found that one of my favorite products that I use, um, my buddy would Simonize. Now they make pretty much the same product. Um, down to color, smell, the way it's described, um, you know, on the label, what's kind of in it. Yep. Um, and I bought a five gallon of it from Simon Eyes for the price of what it would cost to buy two single gallons from 
you know, the other brand. So, you know, yeah, you're doing exactly what, what you're doing exactly what I've kind of like preached about for quite some time is you're educating yourself, right? You, you, you do your due diligence, you do your research, you find out who does this. It kind of all goes back to those conversations. I always have it's where the lack of education in our industry, right? If you want to understand, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to go buy a shampoo without knowing that it works and that it does something for your hair. Like, let's talk about hair care products, right? You know, nobody's going to go. Yeah. (laughs) You have more beard. You have more facial hair on your beard than Alex has on his head. Right. I know. (laughs) So, um, thing is, uh, everything we do from our personal hygiene you know, realistically, when you walk down a shelf at a grocery store and you pick up a toothpaste, are you looking for the bottom line barrel cheap toothpaste? Or are you looking for something that's going to clean and white or yeah. help like fight cavities, plaque, you know, all that stuff? Um, everything I look at that we do in our industry, I, I kind of refer like to the hygiene industry, right? When you're at a certain point, let's call it my friend made uh, this joke the other week when we were talking about cars is like we have adult money now, right? You know, when you were in your car college ages and you're going to the grocery store you're buying cheap stuff right just because right, yeah. it's whatever think yeah. about it that progress as you get older you buy better things to take care of yourself right i remember i used to just go to walmart and buy cheap boxer briefs you know now it's like oh i can buy some champion ones or like hanes like upgrading right <laughs> you buy things because they fit better um the quality's better and i think it's a natural progression as you know if you're financially doing better than you previously were um but on a certain end, when you're running a business, you're getting smarter and wiser. You're educating yourself. You know, your friend at Simon Eyes who sold you that product, does it work exactly the same same result? Yeah. Alex? Yeah, actually it does. Yeah. So in, in that case, that's a that's a bulk raw chemical you're using that's I think justified in every single yeah. way. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, um, listen, I don't have any shame about you know, buying it and using it, you know, just because it's Simonized to me, it's, it's the same product. I just got a better deal on it, you know? Yeah. But, and, but that's what you do, but you educated yourself to a point right. to, you know, even trying out the product at a certain point when people test products, it, it's education, it's self-education, yeah. whether it's seeing if this compound or polish works better or if this APC or degreaser works better and so forth. It, it's all education at a certain point. That's everything comes down to it. So what I see is you're just educating yourself on what's more financially beneficial for your business right. without sacrificing your quality. Exactly. Um, right. and, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? You know, I've said it before, before and a lot of guys I've talked to before is I make, I, I, I'm notorious right now, apparently for going online and bashing terms and codings, right? Not brands. Sometimes I have, but I do tell a lot of my installers, if anybody ever talks to like a Modest installer, especially in trainings, all coatings are good in their own right. right. Um, it just all depends on what you're looking for specifically for your business, for your needs, and your expectations that you're setting for yourself and your customers. Um, you know, just because like a lot of people always have this persona about Modesta that we're like bougie and like, you know, we're, you know, this little click of cult, whatever you want to call it. Um there are guys that like the way we operate it. So that's why they want to come on board. Does the product keep them there? Hopefully. I would hope, you know, otherwise right. we're just failing at our job. But um, yeah, the quality, 
you know, it's substantial in certain areas, 100%. Quick detailers, I think that's uh, a great area. It depends on the purpose of your quick detailers. Yeah. Wheel cleaners, I, I do think quality chemicals work better on wheel cleaners. Um, interior dashboard cleaners, I don't know, that one's a hit or miss. It just depends if you're working on a newer car, older car. There, there's so many variables to those situations. You know, right. Dave Fermani would probably have more input like on an interior because he deals with a lot of older classic forms. oh yeah yeah and um you know he probably doesn't want to put maybe and i might be wrong um he probably doesn't want to use something that's like a cheaper chemical that we know works on like your normal toyota camry he probably wants to use something that is proven yet maybe a little bit more expensive to work on his uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly because he's he's dealing with some some super rare one-off limited production. Yep, that's, a, a, everything you know. I see him post is like a one-off Porsche. Yeah. What Porsche is this? And I'm just like, yeah. Jesus, man. I'm like, where do you find these things? <laughs> no, it's nuts. So um, no, I mean, I, I think, I think you just kind of have to use discretion a little bit. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's products that for me, you know, I don't, I don't really care what's in them. You know, I just, I'm going for cheap, you know, like a, like a water-based tire dressing, right? It's not really going to last that long anyways. I'm not a big fan of tire dressings. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like putting them on um, anyways, but I know my clients like them. So, I mean, a water-based tire dressing, you know, big deal. I don't, I don't really care what's in it as long as it'll at least give a, you know, a tire, at least a, a little bit of a mat right you know um yeah you know you're doing tire dress dressing and those things based upon what your customers are looking for you know we have cars right. that come in and just like hey i just want to tire clean you know uh i yeah. personally like it i i hate tire dressings i yeah, don't care I, for them i do too i think the only reason i actually like them is if they're low sheen and they last for about a week or two and it's a tall tale sign to me that says hey it's time to wash a car you know, yeah. that's, that's honestly what I like tire shine for is because I'll tell customers like, Hey, you know, when it's looks like crap, probably a good indication to wash your car. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. That, that, little, that's little I think things my only like that. reason I like tire shine. Yeah. I mean, even just like a simple interior dressing, like if I'm not doing, you know, if I don't have the client I that's coming in for like a full, full blown out, like, you know, legitimate clean and scrub, they just want, you know, kind of like that quick wipe over kind of deal um you know well, little things thing, if you're doing an interior and you do it correctly your your panels and stuff probably will look like a natural finishing oh yeah yeah exactly exactly and that's that I, that's what i try to do every time i try to do an interior right i found an actual product that is not even associated with the detail industry and i'll tell you about it after um okay Fine, don't share thing. it with all of our listeners. I I, I hate secrets. You're one you're one of those guys. Oh, it's a okay. secret. I can't so, tell you. All right. So Amway. Uh -huh. Alex, you know Amway. Amway yeah. Arena is like down the street from you pretty much. Yeah. So they make a a uh, interior cleaner and it's fucking great. It's also, I mean, it, it to me is not a big deal, but maybe to some customers it is that it's green. So okay. it's you know eco-friendly or whatever. Right. Great. It, that doesn't matter to me, but it could matter to somebody else. But yeah. it, I, it's one, it's cheap. It works great. And it leaves a great finish on the interior after I'm done that I don't even need to use a oily 
dressing. Yeah. Hey there, podcasters. What if I told you that there was a product out there that would knock out multiple detailing products? Not only is it the ultimate time and money saver, but produces amazing results and is versatile on almost every substrate. It can also be used in your home or commercial businesses. Gen KO is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease, and grime. It's safe on surfaces including windows, door jams, paint, mat, PPF and vinyl, rubber moldings, plastic trim, and ceramic coated surfaces. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world and others. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready to use product was produced. I'm beyond happy when people reach out and tell me how much the Gen KO helped them and it can help you too. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix. I'm with I'm with you on yeah. on dressings. Period. I hate them. Yeah, all. I mean, listen. I just I think there's some chemicals that you can just you know buy cheap. Don't really give a shit what's in it. Don't care how long it lasts. But then I think there's certain things that yes, you should be looking at. You know what's in it. What's the quality in it? How long is it going to last? Or how good is it going to cut? Versus, you know, kind of deal. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing. Well, and, and that's the other part too. You mentioned it like uh, quick detailers or like um, different sprays, right? right? Wet coat is a good one that I'm in the midst of because we literally launched our Enso wet coat, right? And it's got expensive stuff in it compared to most other brands out there that we're aware of. Um, it's at a lower price point. We did that so we can have some improvement within the products and longevity, but like that's the thing is you have to look at it as a scale. It's like, okay, well, it costs $20 and it'll last, you know, up to 30 days, yeah. right? Um, versus if you have a product like, shit, the best one I ever thought, like, you know, before coatings were really popular was Palmer Net Shield. You okay. know, $60 for a can and on my Civic, it lasted a year. Right. That was an incredible product. I, I absolutely think it was more of a pain in the ass to apply than a coating. But, um, you know, at the price point of what it was, it worked. Um you know, I, I think it all depends on what your expectations of that product are to do for you, how long it'll last if it's a product in like a protection barrier or right. in that category and your volume sizes to play a big factor, right? There are just certain chemicals, I think, um, you know, as you said, I don't remember what chemical it is that you got in the bigger container that I think it's more beneficial. Like we, we still use on like normal washes in our shop, uh, Meguiar's Hyper Soap. Right. Because... It works well. It doesn't have any shitty chemicals in it. Um, and I can buy a five gallon, 20 or 25 gallon. I think I forgot whichever one we get a huge giant one. And it's like a hundred dollars. It'll yeah. last us, you know, half a year. Um, versus like, I remember back in the day using some like other shampoos that we were spending, you know, 40 or 50 bucks for a liter. And it's yeah. just like, Two weeks later, you're like, shit, I have to go buy another one. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> And I think that's the other part it reflects upon, right? If you're a one-man show that you can do certain things, it makes sense. Right. You know, when you get to a scale of operation, you really do have to look at those numbers. You have to be respectful of not to use shitty products, in my opinion. 
But like at a certain point when your business is there, you know, Dave Romani probably has good experience with this. And so does some of the, you know, Barry Thiel did, you know, presidential detail back in the day. Um, you're has, you have a huge payroll yeah. behind you. You have to pay yeah. for people. You can't be buying hundred dollar bottles of shampoo right. every single week, you know? Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's similar to, to the car wash. I mean, we buy everything in a 55 gallon drum and it's, you know, super concentrate. Um, because again, you're trying to spend pennies per gallon versus dollars per gallon. And, you know, when you have that much overhead and that much, you know, employees and, and costs and things like that, you need it to be as low as possible. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, I still do some of that stuff. I mean, my, my car wash soap, when I do a foaming soap, I use Simonize's handshake. Um, I think I bought a five gallon for kind of like what you said, John, you know, like 70 bucks or something like that for a five gallon. And it's a super concentrate, high foaming uh, car wash shampoo, soap, whatever you want to call it. Um, works great. And I mean, I bought that five gallon probably two years ago and I think I'm only halfway through it, you know, cause I don't do a whole lot of hand washes being one, one man. Um, yep. so yeah, I mean, I think there's ways that, you know, maybe definitely you don't worry about what, the, what it's made of, you know, you're looking at a cost effectiveness, um, as long as it kind of does the job, but, but there definitely is things that you should be looking at what's in it and how, how it's going to work, how it's going to react, how it's going to last. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, um, you know, if we're talking about soaps, right. Everybody, at least I assume that listens to this podcast is pretty well understanding of it. You want a nice pH neutral shampoo to clean yeah. your car, right? Something that's soft, gentle, has good, lubric good lubrication, good suds, good cleaning power to help, you know, break up emulsified dirt, you know, from the car, things like that. Um, but like one thing that has extra in it that, you know, people charge a premium for back in the day was like these, uh, you know, car wash with wax, you know, yeah. things like that. That's when we're talking about not products of quality. Well, I would say it's quality. It's just garbage. Um, but of products that have these additives in it that are unnecessary, right? It, it's, it's a plague, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't do anything. No, not really. You know, um, Will it add any protection to your surface? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always try to tell my clients to stay away from, from those ones, the wash and waxes. They just, I don't, I don't know that they do anything. Um, the, the pH neutral is the best, you know, every now and then if I've got a really dirty car, I'll, I'll mix a little bit of APC in it and, and let it, help break down oh yeah but that that's great for like that that's a different situation that that's yeah. uh we're smarter yeah you know, and i'll um, also kind of do it more of a pre-rinse like i'll hit it like i actually have two two foamers made up i have one one that's just soap and then i have one that's got some some apc mixed into it so i'll hit it with the apc mix first as a as like a, a pre-rinse <clears> or whatever and then once i've washed that off then i'll switch out my bottles and go go to a full soap one and do it that way. What about you, Bruno? How are you guys doing it? I, you what, you guys actually cars? take care of your cars. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I use to wash my car? Well, I'm asking, I'm asking how, like now that you're managing a shop and you have to order these things and look at them. I mean, do you, 
do you try to pay attention to what how, like what you're buying what you're spending yeah, what's in it kind of deal or absolutely. you just you, you just, like it's not it's not my money i'm just buying whatever no no i, I definitely look at what i'm buying and, and try to figure out the best option you know as far as efficiency and what it will do for us you know and in the vehicle itself right so, yeah definitely take into consideration a lot of the factors of, of buying a chemical I mean, there's chemicals that I'm used to using now that I'll just, you know, obviously keep with, but soap, I mean, soap, soap, as soap, long as soap. it's, as long as it's pH balanced and it doesn't have no, like, like extra soap, shit soap on is it, soap is soap, soap is, well, no, because if that case, we wash some cars with Dawn. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We used to do that like 10 years ago to prep cars, okay? Listen. I just still I, do it to prep cars, but not, I, not to a, a, a co- like a, a coded car or anything. I remember when I first met, when I first met Brian Guy, Brian Guy told me when he had his shop, he had two kinds of soap in his shop. He had Dawn and he had baby shampoo. Hmm. That was all he used. Because if he was doing a car, he would wash it with Dawn because he wanted it to remove everything as much as possible, you know, kind of like what John just said a few minutes ago about working smarter. Um, and then if it was something that he had already, you know, coated or had a wax on it or something like that, then he was using baby shampoo. Because hmm. pH neutral, easy. Sure is. I think the thing with P, I think the thing with like, I think baby shampoo is probably the best soap. I think the, problem with it is people need to see suds and and baby shampoo doesn't really suds detailers are you tired of the outlandish and ridiculous claims that ceramic coating companies make well i'm here to tell you that hyperclean dose is the coating for you i put hyperclean dose on my car and gave it some real world testing that means driving it around in the rain in florida getting mud dirt kicked up on it after six months of not washing it, I can tell you my car was looking pretty rough. But then when I washed it, everything just washed off the vehicle like you would expect it to. And the ceramic coating was still intact. Hydrophobics top to bottom, gloss and slickness, just unreal. So if you're looking for a two-year single coat, that's right, single coat ceramic coating, hyperclean dose, is the one for you. So go to the detail supply app today and pick up some hyperclean dose. And don't forget to use the code DETAIL15 at checkout. That's DETAIL15 to save 15% off of your purchase. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can see that. Well, that, that's the problem. Everybody like suds is um, kind of pointless to a degree, in my opinion. You know, right. Like right. It's just for show. Our two yeah, shampoos, it, yeah. it was Polaris. Players had a, you know, everybody wants, you know, these like snow foams that foam up a specific way, more or less because of social media. Um, you know, I, I just find there that that's a whole nother topic in another day, but there's so much <laughs> unnecessary clutter within this industry of unnecessary things that is just like, you know, do it for social media or do it for something else. It's like what you guys are talking about. Everybody's trying to impress somebody else. Like, my shitty Mercedes wagon that sits in my driveway. Um, if I ever have time and I remember, I will video it for you guys to show you how I wash that car. And you're going to be like, you do what for a living? <laughs> Dude, you should like, see I, my I car right work, now. I, 
I I do it worse than tell like if you tell a client don't do this and That's don't wash your car this way, I guarantee I do it tenfold worse. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, I dude, it was cold on was it Monday? I think I got home from the office early and I was like, man, it just snowed here last week. And I'm like, my car's dirty. So I was just like, I hook up the hose and I'm just like, I don't want the pressure washer. I don't feel like doing anything. So I just soaked it in our like uh and so degreaser just sent it off i had one bucket and at first i was like i'm not going to clean the wheels and i'm like yeah you know what screw it i'm going to clean the wheels so i dropped my uh easy detail <laughs> brush and wheel woolies and stuff in my wash bucket after i washed the car no, before i washed the car okay you did wheels clean the wheels with my washman and i'm like man i i use this car <laughs> yeah and i was just like out of the same bucket because i'm just kind of like man okay car that is I mean, there's little spots of rust on it. It's got some right. nice patina on it. Um, I dropped the roof rack on it, put a dent in it in the hatch. Uh, you know, I don't care about it. So, yeah. But I was just kind of thinking all my neighbors around me know I do like, you know, I own a detailed business and I do this stuff for a living because actually some of them buy products for me. And I was just like, man, if they watch me wash my car, they're going to be like, oh, I'm never fucking going to his business. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally just like throwing shit at it. And I'm just like, whatever. You know, it's like me and Dave, my business partner, TLC had a joke for a while on Instagram. We were taking our wash mitts in the wash bay, doing it on Instagram, like the boomerang thing when it came out. We're chucking wash mitts at our car, like as hard as we could. <laughs> yeah, nice. So it's like, yeah, you know, you know, if anybody ever wants to know the quality of Modessa, it's, it's right here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, listen, it, the detailers, no, but, detailers but the baby on, shampoo is good. Yeah. Detailers aren't really known that well for keeping their cars clean, or at least some, some detailers. I don't know. I think if you, I think if your car is that clean, I, I try to keep enough. them clean. I to keep the inside ah, clean. But see, but see that that that's a stereotype that people love to live by, right? It's like, oh, I don't have time to wash my car. I don't have time to do this, and it's like everybody's excuse is like we're all busier than hell. Uh, but yeah, there's always my, time to do stuff. You just my, have to make mine's it. I'm just, like, mine's I still just like lazy. wash my own cars. Mine's I'm lazy and the and I I'll get that. No, I'm, no, that's I. I'm, I'm I'm on I'm, the same boat as you. I'm like you, John. Like, cause I because you've talked about this before, right? Like, I'll go to wash the car and I'm like, all right, gonna do it. I psych myself up. And then I and then I get it, and I'm just like you. I'm like, eh, dude, this is like, like you know, who cares? You know? Oh, dude, it's, it's like I, I just don't even like I'll, I'll make the appearance of it. Hey, the 99% of the people in this world, right. my car looks absolutely clean. Right. Exactly. So the rest of everybody else are like, oh, you're you're Satan himself, you know. Yeah. But um the best part is I use quality products when I clean my car, yeah. so it does a better job. Right. <laughs> That's like I, I washed I washed the new car today and uh and I forgot to wash the wheels, and I was like ah. I was like, spray him down real quick. I was like, I was like, who's gonna know? No, dude, I just like shot him just with some, shot him with some APC and just cleaned the faces. I didn't give a shit about the barrels at all. Oh, that, there you go, well, yeah. dude. I'll, I'll hit the barrels the next time I wash it. The, the faces are fine. It's an Audi. The brakes are just gonna get it all messed up, anyways. I gotta take a picture of my my hood for both of you. It, you should see the water spots that are on it. It yeah. is horrendous. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So, all right. I mean, I guess that's, you know, 
good thing. I mean, the one thing I guess I could say, and and John, you could you you've attested to this before, is you know when I talked to Brian one time and he was talking about Swiss facts and you know yeah everybody can just throw carnauba in a wax and and call it a wax, but it's it's the quality of wax that you get. And John, I know you've mentioned this before with Modesta, like with certain carrier agents and solvents and things like that that you guys have in the ceramic it's you know yeah we could go buy this one that's like 20 percent because it's going to be way cheaper but you know we'd buy we'd rather buy the one that's like 80 percent 100 percent we're going to pay a little bit more money for it and it's going to be a better product and the coating's going to hold up longer um so i think i think well, that and, and i think that's where we said at the beginning, right, that the different ranges of products justify yeah. if that product should have better quality chemicals in it and so forth, right? Because, you know, when you start to get into, let's talk about out of the car shampoos into the coating stuff, um, when you're going into coating stuff, you're getting into, but I'm not going to use the word complex, but, you know, uh, a more thorough process of something that we do from washing our car, right. Or different process, whatever. I don't even know what word I'm looking for, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, coatings, you guys have worked with several brands. You've done a bunch of different coatings and, um, you know, let's say one coating was an absolute pain in the ass to install. And then you've used another coating where it's like, Holy crap, this is a drain, right? Everything wipes on, removes easy. You know, that something's there is, the question you have to ask yourself is, um, is the quality of what's in that product part of my issue? Is the solvent part of the issue of why it's, um, you know, not removing easy or smearing everywhere, um, leaving, you know, streak marks and things like that? Yes, right. you can always say the environment does that. That's part of it. But the quality of your chemicals in it, uh, they sure as hell do play an issue with it, right? Um, it's also knowing how fresh your chemicals are, right? That's part of quality. Um, somebody mentioned it to us a while ago in a video uh, that we should put like born on dates on our coatings. Well, right. I actually know when all of our coatings are made. I actually have dates on all the boxes. And by the time our guys get them, we know exactly how old they are. Um, but the freshness of those play a huge factor into it. And, um, you know, Usually, most of these other coatings I've seen, you know, not not the major brands, but some of the cheaper ones out there. I've, I've bought a bunch from Amazon just to kind of play with different things. And uh, you can just tell that it's the quality of the chemicals that are in there are right. just garbage. How they react, what they do. And then you take something that's comparable, that's a higher quality coating out there and it's just like wow it's a world of difference in what it actually does yeah the the end result is similar but how you got to that end result i think makes a big difference in is it justified to spend xyz and so forth you know right well you bring up an interesting point with the with the born on i mean do you guys have that on your box like where the installer knows it or is that just something that you know that when you... it's something i know so like i'll show you on the video right so these are okay. the boxes these are empty but like they hold our modessa bottles in it like this right okay. so when we when we place our inventory order from japan from our production facility there they actually make these products like i'll place an order today on wednesday right they'll process it maybe on friday or monday they'll start mixing these 
and putting them in the box. So they're okay. fresh by the time they get in the box. This is how cheap I am. Um, when they come in, they have a date written on them, right? right? That's the date. So that was in, oh, this one isn't accurate, but some of them have, yeah. So it was, um, this would be May 20th. Right. That was last year's, right? So I right. know when they're out, I know when they're in. Okay. You know, most coatings, some coatings I know have like a shelf life of like two years. Ours have about a year unopened. Yeah. Um, I keep my inventory, you know, being a small operation, a one-man show and under a hundred installers, I can control that inventory pretty well. Right. So most of my products sit on the shelf for 60 days max. Um, and that's it. Right. So you, so, you're, so I you're can control you're that, right? But yeah, then I'll show you on these. Have plenty of time. You know, you'll love this because don't no nobody showed this video anywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no don't say any yeah, names but, but they have your yeah. generic yeah and that's, I'm, and that's i'm not but they have yeah yeah and that's what i that's what i was gonna you want to see how because... bad this is <laughs> what is that <laughs> that's all his different coatings he has uh, oh uh, ones i'm not supposed to have that you know people have thrown bits and right. pieces about like other variants of, of them here see right. there's still some in there a lot yeah. um <laughs> nice there's, there, there's... <laughs> yeah no and because i was going to ask you about that because i mean you know using using c courts for many years like i have between uk and tio2 and sick and now pro you know they always have that that little sticker on the bottom of the bottle that has a, a born on date um and some of the other coatings i've used i don't ever remember seeing the, now, now I know one. some of them will have like a, a seal yep. or something with a serial number and, you know, you could always, you know, get with the company on the serial number and they'll be able to tell you, you know, the manufacturer day or whatever like that. Um, but yeah, I was curious how you, if you guys had something like that, because <clears throat> I think that's, I think that's pretty good. You guys look at you know. this one here. Everybody knows this one. Yeah. There's no serial numbers. And this is a very popular one that, you know, a lot of people use no serial yeah. numbers no identification numbers uh and i can only assume the fact that they are a hundred times the size of my operation if not thousands of times larger they don't have a way of tracking these oh. yeah and and that's that's where quality becomes an issue right so that's why it's, I, I do believe going to the opening statement of this whole podcast is i do believe it is important on certain products to worry about the quality right. of what you're using because you know I, I was just as you're talking and i didn't mean to interrupt I, I just randomly am looking at different bottles and i see certain ones and it's like there's no sort of indication of you know any dates like these ones have serial numbers and uh barcodes so maybe they're scannable you can find things but that's what i wonder about a lot of these companies right. you know like you know you know these ones yeah like they have serial numbers on them so they yeah. all can be tracked so um so those ones they can also kind of wonder if half the companies like i've never bothered to look are the serial numbers the same right yeah from the same batch um but no but i actually, think actually they are yeah it, these are different. We'll we'll talk about it years because I'm I'm curious about that. Ooh. Um, yeah, but that's um <laughs> that one was I, I I've 
never looked at that oh, one. I was just like, oh, they're the same number. And one was from like four years ago, and one was from about two years ago. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I'll shut my mouth. So, so wow. Jump, so, since so saying that, jump back to shelf life. I mean, I think that's something that you know, if you're using a coding, you should look into. I mean, uh, you know what you what you were saying is your guys's shelf life has what you said about a year unopened um yep yep one so. year unopened but at the same time like i tell every installer you know it's always about money it's always about making money but it's also right. not screwing people over we had some installers buy out like the whole year of inventory for their shop and then had products go bad because maybe they had like a slow period or something happened yeah. um you know buy what you need to schedule out for a month Maybe right two months top that, that's what i was like, gonna ask is you don't, like you who... don't buy stuff to have coatings yeah you don't yeah. Do, people apparently do i i know some other companies like because some companies in, in a totally different little off subject is they they have a forced minimum right so it would yeah. force people to buy products right and most people let's be honest and business owners in the detailing industry aren't the most organized um and they would buy like a thousand dollars of products one month a thousand and another thousand they wouldn't keep track of what month they bought stuff yeah. Right. So they wouldn't go to the freshest or so forth. And sometimes people just back with products and stuff like that. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, like you said, I mean, who's, I mean, it's, that's crazy if somebody's buying a whole year, a whole year's worth of ceramics up front and then, and then hoping and praying kind of deal. I mean, I've, I've always ordered kind of as needed, you know, if I know like I could get two or three cars out of a yep. kit, um, you know, I do two cars. And then when I get, when I, after I've done two cars, I know I've at least got one left. I could order another one. I mean, now using, using car pro and Corey being half a mile away from me, I could wait till the day of, and then just run over there and buy, you know, get a kit from them kind of deal, which, which makes it easy for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's nuts. Yeah, uh, for, for me, I can just walk into my inventory room. And yeah, grab yeah, right there exactly. That yeah. But that's, that's crazy. That people are, have ordered a whole year in advance. I couldn't yeah. imagine spending that kind of money. And then dude, I would be shitting myself all year. Like, Oh, gotta, gotta make it, it gotta it, make it, gotta make it, gotta make it. Well, it's, I, I won't, I won't ever say the guy's name, but we have an installer and he bought coatings. And let's say like a whole box. So it had 10 in it, right? So, right. you know, in our cost, let's just say that's over $2,000 in that box, right? Like two years later, he's like, man, I found this box of all these products. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Oh, sorry for my language. But it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, he's like, are they still good? I'm like, no, no, don't, don't even attempt it. I was like, you know, I just yeah. swapped them out and so forth. But, um, Thanks. but yeah, you know, and the problem is like, you know, quality doesn't necessarily affect shelf life of what it is i think it depends on what you know you're using within the product that'll affect that so um that's kind of a whole nother thing for the guys that you know maybe are curious is the quality of the chemicals within it necessarily won't affect shelf life it's how that product's formulated right. what's in it how much solvent's in it um right because at a certain point solvent's out gas and they leave the reason ours have a shorter shelf life on most coatings is because um, they have a low solvent content. So it's, you know, 5% solvents within our coatings. They, they tend to dissipate pretty quick once they're right, over. Right, right. Yeah, and that's another thing I think, um, you know, people open coatings and then think that they're just going to last, 
you know, forever sitting in the shelf if they don't use them. Um, <clears throat> when usually you can get a couple, two, three months, four months out of out of once they're open, it seems like. Yeah. Bruno, I thought I thought you had like frozen. I, I'm I'm listening. No, no, no. I, I was I Bruno, I thought Bruno was asleep or had froze there for a while. No, he, had, he hadn't no, moved I, in a minute. He was no, I looking like a statue. A notification on my phone that kind of just pissed me off. I got blocked yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. For no reason. I didn't even do anything. My fucking account's restricted. I don't even know why. Nice. I think I'm gonna get Billy Baggist. I'm taking over Paint Assassins, everybody. I'm running the show from now on. <laughs> Take it, bro. Take no, it. No. Wait, wait. He, 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 got, he got removed from. He got he got locked out of his account or something, he was saying. No, it says unrestricted. So oh, restricted. So what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. It says I can't post anything or something like that. So I was like, okay, but what the fuck did I do? You didn't even tell me what I did. Awesome. Well, you, you made a post that said you... You made a post, you know, according to these day standards. I really hate people. I'm pretty sure that can get you flagged these days. I hate to say yeah. it. Yeah. You know what? Um, probably right. You know. Uh, but it was because of this. People are stu- People think that people were born in the year 2000. When they're 80, they're going to live to see the year 3000. That's why yeah. I hate people. Sim- it's simple math. It's that simple math. Like let's just hold, let's, Wait. let's skip a whole century. Please repeat that exactly so I can follow along exactly mm. what you said. All right, let me let me let me get the. I'll, I'll read. You. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I'm sorry to go off subject. Whatever you said. No, no, no. no. It's, it's this fine. is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, real. I, I saw the I saw the post. Says somebody born in 2020. We'll see the year 3000 when they're 80. That's wild. I was like, oh, so we're just going to skip centuries now. That's, uh, <laughs> so, so that means people born now are going to live long thousands time. Yeah. Thousands. Of yeah. Years. Yeah. That's awesome. I always say like I'm stupid and I'm not smart, but like I think the more <laughs> days that go by, I, maybe I'm like putting myself at the bottom of the scale to like you know Albert Einstein, but like <laughs> yeah. go out in public, I'm starting to realize like out of people alive, very well could be at the top of this tier right no, now. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying I said the same shit. I'm and like, I dropped no. out of high school. I don't even know no, how to count to like a thousand. To be honest, you know? have, you, have you guys have you guys ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. Yes, I love that movie. That's I mean we're Dude, living it, we're living it's reality right now. That's, that's all I got yeah. to say. It's it's reality. Yeah. There there was some timeline thing I saw on Facebook the other day of like certain movies and how like they are predicting the future of like when they're supposed to be like Total Recall or this yeah. like mm. what time frame they're set in. I didn't realize idiocracy is like 300 years plus in the future or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because like, he got like, well, he got like that's frozen. Gonna maybe in like 30. Yeah, I mean, I think it was supposed to be, but I think it's becoming a documentary right now. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, had the crazy legit. president, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so so you're you're telling me there's a chance I could be the president of the United States? That is <laughs> well, yeah. good. Cool. Listen, I, I think anything is possible these days. Yeah. 
I think so too. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, but I think I think uh, you know. Well, that that's if everybody starts using cheaper quality products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything else to say about this. We've we've hit our hour. I think we're good. Um, cool. John, John, as always, man. Thanks for you know last minute coming on this. Um, always, always love talking to you and hearing what you have to say. Um, Bruno, go try to I appreciate the invite. Yeah, Bruno, try to get your way. Facebook back. Try to get your Facebook no, back. No, I, I, I'm good with being restricted. I don't okay. got to deal with shit for two days. Just, just go, go open a MySpace account. Bring MySpace back. Oh God, yes. I wish we could. I used to love MySpace. <laughs> Dude, I think my. I don't think it'd float this. I don't think it'd float these days. If you have would, a top ten, you're being yeah, biased towards yeah, people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Imagine the <laughs> imagine the hurt feelings. I'm not top ten anymore. What you know, I'm gonna create a Facebook account. I'm no, not Facebook. A MySpace account, and I'm gonna challenge myself to see how long it takes for me to get kicked off of that platform. Is it even still around? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, Justin. I, think it is. I know Justin I Timberlake even... bought it, and it and it became more of like a music type thing um but i didn't think it was any like social media type stuff i thought it was more for like music hmm. yeah i don't know it, i could be is. wrong it's not even like profiles anymore yeah well That's we can all get into music and have a myspace yeah <laughs> yeah i'll play the guitar i play a mean drum on guitar hero so we can make it work yeah listen i got a theme song i'm just gonna put that out there as a single um, all right, gentlemen. I will uh, talk to you all later. All right. Um, all right good night. Yeah. You guys have a good night. Talk to you later. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks. <laughs>